0: She's the author of Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today?
1: Well, Lloyd, today our show is about anger. And you know, when we're talking about healing conflict, we have to deal with anger. And there are many... Aspects of anger that come out in mediation it comes out in resolving conflict it comes out in resolving wars all those things anger in and of itself is a signal for us to be aware that something's wrong but how we react to it or how we deal with it really can make the difference between having a healthy relationship that gets resolved the issues get resolved or it can even turn into war and violence so anger is so important and today we have the author of this wonderful new book called taming your temper it's a workbook for individuals couples and groups and it's by Nathaniel David Smith and let me tell you a little bit about him he's coming to us all the way from Texas Nathaniel Smith is a licensed professional counselor specializing in anger management and domestic violence issues He's helped hundreds of clients manage their anger issues through his private practices as well through a program certified by the Texas Department of Criminal Justice in which he runs group sessions for offenders with anger issues. Mr. Smith is also the author, as I said, of Taming Your Temper, a workbook for individuals, couples, and groups. So he is coming to us all the way from Plano, Texas, and you can find out more about him at conflicthealing.com, where we've got his picture, his bio, and we link to his URL, which is com. Nathaniel, thank you so much for joining us from beautiful Texas.
0: Yeah, Mari, thank you so much for having me on.
1: Well, tell us, um, how is it that you came to write Tame Your Temper?
0: <laughs> well, the sole reason for taming your temper is to let you know that your anger is manageable. That's the key word, manageable. You know, and it began really with me, Mari, is with my father. I saw my father for many years help thousands of people in his practice, and he changed so many people's lives, and he, he impacted people to such a deep degree. And that's what really got me started in this industry, and that's the legacy that I want to leave behind on this earth, is to really help people to be able to manage their lives in unique ways. And I saw that done in my own life for many years through my father.
1: Oh, that is that's so wonderful. And, you know, anger is, you know, it's a it's a it's a scary emotion. On one hand, it's it's an important emotion. It's natural for us to get angry when something when we're harmed or hurt or a child is hurt. I mean, that's that. But it's what it does, you know, I always, I deal with anger all the time as a mediator, you know, sure. that's what I do, that's my profession too. And I remember when my son was about eight years old and I put him into karate, his dad and I were going through a divorce and I knew he was going through some real rough times. So he went into karate and he came home one day and he said, you know, mom, if someone gets you angry, they control you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he learned in karate. And I thought, you know, out of the mouths of babes yeah. is so important. And, I, you know, I've used that a million times in really? mediation Is say, you know, somebody will say something and the other person will respond in anger. And I go, well, you know, guys, if you get each other angry, you're controlling each other. And I don't think you want to be doing that, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> and then I saw in the back of your book, it says, and I love this, holding on to anger mm-hmm. is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else but you're the one that gets burned. Yeah. And that is so true. Yeah. You know, you know, anger. Well, you know, this is a therapist yourself. You know, if you're angry, that builds stress. People get heart attacks from from being angry, right?
0: That's true, they do. You know, I tell people all the time, anger is blocked expression. What's behind it is pain and fear. And like you said earlier, anger is a normal human emotion that everybody has, but what's behind it is pain and fear. So anger is really a defense mechanism. It's not even a primary emotion I've found more than not. You know, I saw this firsthand with my client Alex. You know, when he he first came in to see me, I saw that he had severe depression, you know, he, he owned this company for many years here in Dallas, and the company started to really flounder, and he started to struggle economically, and he was going home, and he was taking this out on his partner. Even when she was buying the necessities of life, he was hard on her, he was coming down on her, he was scolding her, and she was just trying to maintain the household. But what was behind all of his anger was the blocked expression of pain and fear. And this gentleman, he was worried, Alex was worried about losing his business. And he did not realize that in the moment. And, you know, for men, this is critical, men learn angry, happy, sad. Right. They don't learn how to be in pain. They don't learn how to be afraid. And that's what was happening with Alex. He did not know how to acknowledge those other emotions behind this anger, and that was blocking him. And what I taught him in Taming Your Temper Was how to get past that and really identify his thoughts that were driving these feelings and to be able to ultimately conceptualize through the exercise or through these exercises how to communicate his pain and fear.
1: Yes. And I love the exercises in here, and some of them are similar to ones that I've done as well because I also do stuff with, you know, conflict management and mediation. So I really love these. And I think what happens, and I think you're right, and I hate to be you know, stereotyping about men, but I've experienced this in 27 years of mediating that that seems to be the primary emotion that men say that that mm-hmm. men have when yep. they're upset, whether it's, you know, a partnership disillusion mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and they're not really talking about their fear of loss. And, no. and then when I do divorce mediation, um, it's, it's mm-hmm. about anger and blame. And, sure. um, you know, I mean, obviously women do the same thing in terms sure. of blame, but then it's crying and they're 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 hurt. They but. You're right. I mean, it is anger really is something that you have to go back and say, where is
0: this mm-hmm. coming
1: from? Why am I feeling this way?
0: That's it right there. That's it. And, and a lot of men are not taught this, and our gender norms promote this as men. You know, they promote this. Our society promotes this all over the map. And, and men are labeled into those three emotions. And then when they get in a relationship, you know, like I do, that does not work. No. And then for women, unfortunately, they get labeled as being emotional. And they have cognitions. They ha- they're more than just their emotions, and men are more than just these three emotions. Exactly. And that's what this book is about, right? It's right. trying to help people to see that, listen, you've got to be able to talk about these things and overcome these gender norms through these strategies because they stagnate our growth as humans.
1: Right, right. Now, some people think that uh, anger is really about a battle of who's right and who's wrong. What do you say to that? <laughs> yeah
0: i got a classic story to tell you about this. I had a client come in, him and his brother. His name was Mark, and they own a family gourmet business here in Dallas. And what, what I would see every week when they come in, come in to, to visit with me in counseling, they were fighting over what roles each person was playing, who was the more successful in the relationship or in the business. And one day, Andrew had went out and bought some equipment. Okay? And then Mark was questioning this. He was like, well, why did you buy this equipment? And Andrew totally got on the defensive, and he did not even hear the message of what Mark was trying to tell him, and he wasn't really receiving what Mark was trying to communicate in that moment of time. And he had to learn in Taming Your Temper how to really talk about things effectively. And what I discovered is he had not let go of resentment. Mm -hmm. And he had been holding on to this resentment for years about things that had happened between the two of them. And I talk about that in Taming Your Temper, and I took him through the exercises to teach him how to let go. So many people don't know how to do that. Yes. And you see that in our society all over the place. I see people they come in my office all of the time, and they're telling me, I can see they've got all of these things in their life they're holding on to, and they don't have a mechanism to get it out and they don't even probably a lot of times know what's even going on within themselves. And yes. it's coming out in frustration in all these ways, and that comes back to the pain again. And what I taught these two brothers is how to communicate and how to effectively let go in their relationship so they could truly get to negotiation. And I know you've seen this. Many people that come in to see you like they do me, they don't know how to let go, and that impacts their abilities to be able to communicate big time.
1: Oh, my gosh, that is so right. I mean, I'm ju- I just dictated a letter to a couple that – they're going in circles. We're trying to do a divorce mediation, mm-hmm. and um, you know the blame game, and yep. and and the unforgiveness, and yep. oh my God, forgiveness. You know, people think that if you forgive, you're letting the other person off the hook for the bad Boy, stuff that isn't they that did. True?
0: That and is the truth. I've heard that, too. That is so true. I've heard that before from individuals.
1: And you're not, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you forgive, you're giving it up. It's like, you That's know, right. when you talk about these adages, it's like taking a poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it as is. You know, just you don't you don't. Uh, forgiveness is about giving it up, giving it, it up so it. It's like
0: chains, you well, know? And, you know, I found with him, the letting go thing was big for him because he was afraid that if he let go of that, his brother was going to blindside him again. Right. You know, and he was doing that as a mechanism to be prepared, and that was ultimately not helping him be prepared to communicate with his brother because it was between them all the time, consciously and unconsciously yeah. in their discussions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so um, in other words, he thought that if he forgave him, he'd be a patsy again. Or that's he'd... it,
0: that's it. And men, that goes back to this win thing. Men are taught that you've got to win at all costs, and even women are learning this now. And I'm finding that this, is, this doesn't discriminate against the sexes. I'd have right. to say both sexes, I've seen both talk about it in this way, and we'll see this where people get trapped in win-lose, and they start fixating on wanting to be right. And you know, like I do at that point, accountability leaves. And then it becomes about the three barriers, minimization, hey, I did it, but it's not as bad as you're saying it is, denial, hey, I didn't do it at all, and then blame, it's your fault that I'm doing that. And those three things keep people from being accountable, and they ultimately keep people from letting go.
1: Yeah, and I tell people when they come into me, because they're coming to me to avoid court, right, or they're Mm -hmm. trying to get out of court, so I tell them, look, would you rather be right or (laughs) happy? Because if you go to court... Yeah. You may not be right, or you may be right, yeah. but you won't be happy.
0: That's true. That's true. Isn't it?
1: <laughs> and so that's that's the thing is that people get in their self righteous that they're right and the other person is wrong, and um, yeah. and it really isn't black and white. Sometimes I'll say, well, you know, this person feels this way and this person feels that way. So I was telling one client uh, just yesterday, I said, well, you know, um, your partner feels that you know x and y and z cuz why are you on my partner's side and i said i'm just telling you what he feels i'm not telling you that i agree wow, i'm just telling defense you defense there, huh? yeah i i'm telling you that that is a perception that uh-huh. that you are not going to change right so forget about changing the other person's perception. You can't change the perception at all.
0: That is great what you just said. You know what I tell guys and gals all the time? I cannot control another person. I can only control myself.
1: And that's hard enough, right? <laughs> yeah, that is, isn't it? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's go back to this anger thing, because uh, anger, when it escalates, it's pretty scary. It how, how how dangerous is unchecked temper?
0: Well, I can tell you something. I had a client come in, and this is a great example of this. Is he came in, he had life-threatening road rage. Let's, let's call him Max. He would get out on the road, and he would start shooting the finger, blowing his horn, and it got so bad one time that someone put on their blinker, and they come over into his lane, and they were moving slow, and he followed them to a parking lot, and he assaulted them. Oh, that, my God. That, that's how devastating this thing was. Wow. He assaulted this this person. And then what what I found out with Max, and I I had to really help him to understand this, is you know like I do, your body activates when you get angry, just like it does when you're anxious and all these other things. And most people are not aware of what physically is going on with them. You know, your heart rate goes up, your adrenaline explodes, your muscles tense, your body's energy activation system takes hold. And you know like I do, people are going to look for a tense and release mechanism. And for him, it was the highway. So every time he got on the highway, all of his biology was raging. Even Mm. before he got in the car, he would tell me stories about being in the shower and thinking about driving to work and how stressed out it made him. Mm. And before he got in the car, he was already primed and upset. And what I taught, Max, in Taming Your temper was how to become aware of what's biologically happening in his system. And he would start breathing before he got in the car. He would start releasing muscle tension, and he learned all of these steps in taming taming your temper. And he ultimately stopped doing this in the car because he disconnected the correlation that he had to the automobile.
1: Oh, that is so wonderful. You know, I... I do this thing with my classes cuz I teach negotiation and mediation and sure. do this thing with my classes where I, I tell them to think of a time and this is something similar like what you had tell them to think of a time when they were really really angry close their eyes mm-hmm. and f- just get out of their head and into their body and where where in their body are their feet are they feeling that that anger and some will say, Oh God, I feel like my face is on fire or or my shoulders are tight or my solar plexus. There was like a knife in it it, and you know, and they tell me that and then I go, okay, so now you know where it is. You will probably feel it there every time. Okay. So then now I said, go back into that time Uh right now and we're going to do it kind of like a little visualization. Think of how angry you are now reverse that reaction. And just see that in your mind's eyes. So they'll say, okay, I see the knife coming out. Or if their face was real hot, I just see cool water just like oh, from, a that. you That's know, great.
0: Yeah, and that I, imagery is great imagery.
1: Yeah. So that they can then practice that. So when the anger comes. You know, especially a lot of these were attorneys, you know, and then the attorneys are worse sometimes than their own clients, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get mad. So they, yeah. you know, they practice that. So they know as soon as they feel that anger uh-huh. coming on, they know where it is in their body and they reverse that reaction through some imagery. But I know you have, you know, I that's why I said I really got a kick out of all your exercises because I have a bunch of those that I use in my classes as well. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's so important because, I mean, when you think about road rage, that happened to me once. Once I didn't even know what I did, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I had no idea what I did. And I was going on um, a main street near my home. Right. And all of a sudden, these um, th- these white supremacists, you know, were in a truck. Yeah. And they just pulled right in front of me. Like, like, I don't know if I did that to them. Honest to God, I must have been oblivious. I don't know what I did. And luckily, there was a police station up about a block, and I was so scared because they were screaming at me. I swear, if I would have known what I did, you know, I really don't know what I did. I pulled into that police station, and they left.
0: Yeah, I believe. And think about it. They were probably assuming that you were doing that on purpose, you know? Yes. Or they they probably had some type of assumption going on. Or they were looking for this tense and release mechanism, but boy, right. that's a scary story you're telling. It
1: was, it was really scary. It was scary. So let's talk about, um, you know, how important it is to let your partner know you know that he or she is recognized and kind of like what you know kind of like how to avoid because people in relationships get angry at each other they assume you were just talking about the word assume and i'm sure you know how to spell that too (laughs) a-s-s-u-m-e and and so um you know whenever we assume it's extremely dangerous It isn't
0: it yes no doubt about it and you know i i saw this firsthand i had a client come in and his name was joe and he was headed for divorce they'd been together like 10 years and you can relate to this because you're saying that you're doing mediation yeah. with clients that are in, yeah. you know, in these situations. But they were continually fighting over money. Yeah. You know? And he was frustrated because you know, he thought the situation was never going to change. And I, when I started taking him through these exercises, he felt hopeless in the beginning. He felt exhausted. He mm. thought this, there was no solution to his marriage whatsoever. And after a few weeks of working on this, he started to feel more comfortable with discussing sensitive issues with her, like money. Yes, and, and especially started, in really, this economy. What, yeah, that now?
1: I said especially in this economy, it's sure. really a huge issue. One party gets, oh, you know, was making you know six figures, and suddenly yep. they're laid off.
0: It and, is, and that's true. I, I'll tell you something about that too. I, I think this was a situation for Joe too. I'd have to say, and it's many people. Right, since 2008, you know, many people are feeling that pressure. And once again, that's about pain and fear driving people's anger. But in this guy's case, I think it was correlated to that. But through our work, he learned the five steps of how to take a time out with his partner, and they sit down with me, we created a plan, and we come up with strategies that when the argument got heated, he knew to do these five steps to avoid future blow-ups. That shut it down. Yes. And, And what I found more than not, and you've probably seen this too, most people, they have no rules when they get into fights. All the rules go out the door.
1: And they don't have strategies, which is why I really love your book. And I'm one of these people that does strategies, too. We recently did a program called Prickly People. If you can't stand them, understand them. (laughs) We did that at our church, which was really yeah. kind of a fun yeah. one to do. But um, I love it. Yeah. And love it. Um, so, you know, we have like five steps for this. So let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about your five steps, all right, yep. that you gave him.
0: Yeah. The big thing with him is he learned how to identify his situational triggers. And this is important because most people, when they get in these situations, they're reactionary, like I said earlier. Right. And this is a proactive strategy. So he learned how to understand his thoughts about his situational triggers, and how that drove him deeper into his anger cycle. He learned how to become aware of the feelings of resentment that he was holding on to, And then the behavioral triggers that he had going on, slamming the doors, cussing, doing all of these things, and through conceptualizing that and having that be part of his plan and challenging, letting go of those things in a moment of time, and then replacing it with effective things to help him ultimately settle himself down, they were successfully talking through conversations. And that's the great thing about the five steps in the book, is it really helps individuals and this couple specifically. It helped them to know how to fight fairly and what to do when they're during, during their time-out break because many people take these breaks and they get away from the other and then they spend all their time ruminating and rehearsing. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah, they think about what i want going to say and right? All those kinds of things. You've probably heard that before. And what we do during these breaks is we don't just have them sit around and think about how bad the other person is. We have them sit down and fill out questions, or I have them sit down and fill out questions in these exercises that will strategically help them come back and renegotiate through the thing calmly and respectfully and effectively. And that's, like you said earlier, that's why I've written this book. It's full of tools like this to help people be successful in their relationships, and people are dying for that in this day and time.
1: Right. And we, you know, we're on national and internationally. So people who can't come to you in your office in Plano, Texas can get the book and then they can use these exercises and do these things together.
0: Yeah, that's a great point you just made. I got to tell you, most people, by the time they come to see me, their relationships are in disarray. And a lot of men, you know, like I do, they won't go seek help until it's so bad that they're losing the people they love. And that's another reason why I wrote this book is to make it safe for people to get help in the privacy of their home. Right. You know, and they can take their time going through these exercises and be able to attack their anger effectively.
1: Right, because sometimes they won't even go to a therapist. That's true. You know, they won't even go to counseling. They just figure it's it's worthless or it's, that's true. you know, there's, there's no help or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or
0: it's, a, it's shameful or you don't do that because that means you're crazy. All of these norms that are centered around mental health as a whole, and that's another reason why I think this book can benefit people because they can do that with, you know, and they can start the process at least in, the, in this text. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that we talked about that we're kind of getting back to is, you know, this issue of, of letting, are you going to control your anger or is your anger controlling you? And I think that's what we've been talking about, that people have a tendency when, when you let your body take over, all of a sudden your anger is directing you instead of you directing your anger. Well, that's true. And so... How do you keep it together long enough um, so that, uh, you know, you finally get some freedom from this, 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 the handcuffs of anger? Yeah,
0: I think it's the awareness. That's the first thing. Most people, I, I find that they're not aware of, of, of the pain and the fear. They're right. aware of the anger. Right. But they're not really thinking about what's behind that. And said one of the first things that I teach people. Number no, one, I normalize anger like we talked about earlier. Anger is a normal human emotion. Everybody has it. It's when they apply it in the form of aggression is where it violates the rights of others. So I teach people that first. And then the second thing is we start to discuss how to pinpoint what's below that anger. And when people discover that, oh, the awakening that happens in the individual is incredible because they start to see that, oh my goodness, this is more than me just being angry all the time. And you know, like I do. A lot of people, when they come in and they've got these anger issues, they label themselves as bad people. And and very few people are bad people. It's about bad behavior. And that can be illuminating in itself when they become aware that this is about bad behavior and I'm not a bad person. And I talk about that in the book, how to conceptualize your belief systems about yourself and how those are interfering with your abilities to communicate and to be able to cope with your anger in a moment of time.
1: Perfect. Now, I want to make sure that we can give my audience three things that they can do if they have a loved one who is really an angry person or not an angry person, but that's struggling with anger.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that I would recommend is ask the question that we just talked about. Explore with the person. Hey, what, what's really behind your anger? Let's talk about that. That's the first thing that I would tell people to do is really try to be patient with that and explore what's behind it, number one. Number two, talk to them about mechanisms to get it out. People need mechanisms to get it out. So suggest, hey, are you exercising? Are you doing yoga? What mechanisms are you utilizing to get this frustration out? Because that's really important. And then the third thing is offer them patience and grace. Many people feel tremendous guilt about this emotion and this emotion is a normal human thing that we all have. And another thing is if they're continuing to do this, and I just thought about it, this is really important, we want to coach people. You don't want to put up with bad behavior, right? You want to set limits with these family members or people in your life that are struggling, but you've got to do it in a calm way that does not put them on the defensive. And the best way I've found to do that is to go back to what I said in the first point, is to maximize your opportunity to talk to them about what's beneath their anger because the majority of people are not thinking about that.
1: Yes. And so like when, um, when you have someone in your life that's angry, obviously if they're drinking or something, that's not the time to talk to them.
0: <laughs> no, timing is everything, right? That's a great point that you just made. I tell couples this all the time. Timing is, is huge in these yeah. conversations, right? If they're yeah. in a elated state, don't talk about it. Then that's a great point. Yeah. Wait till they're calm. Maybe get them in front of the you know the table because I'm a Louisiana boy, so we grew up around food. Everything was around food. Right, and breaking bread fight together. When there's food going on, that's yeah. really good, right? It's yeah. hard to be. Yeah. That did, you know?
1: Yeah. And the other thing that you said that I just want to reiterate, which I uh. have to deal with all the time, if somebody attacks you, you don't have to respond in the like manner.
0: No, and, but
1: but you do have to watch boundaries like when, you, right. you know, when someone speaks to me like that, I'm very uncomfortable. If we're going to talk like that, I'm going to remove myself and we can talk later.
0: Yeah, I love you know? that. You got to set those limits. And you know, I had I had a client that this was happening with, and, and his name was Eric. He come in, you know, he was descri- you know, he was describing how broken he was and all these things was wrong with him. And he and he went out on this date with this individual, and on the first date, he just he disclosed everything about who he was as a person. And oh. he just opened the book up to this other person and told them everything, and he really had to learn through taming your temper how to balance his boundaries. And a lot of people struggle with that. Yes. They struggle with that, right? Yeah. And through teaching him that, he learned how to be more assertive. He learned how to find his, you know, his identity intrinsically because he was building a lot of who he was on his career. Yes, You know, a lot of who he was was the role that he was playing every day in his job. And I had to help him disassociate himself from that. And he learned how to do that in Taming Your Temper. So you're right. Boundaries are very important for people to learn. And there's an entire chapter on boundaries in this workbook. Yeah, and
1: that's a lifelong thing. And believe it or not, the boundaries are we are out of time. How do you like that? Perfect timing. (laughs) So why don't you just give your website? We know that you're the author of Taming Your Temper by Mm -hmm. Nathaniel David Smith. And just give your website and it's time to go.
0: That sounds great. NathanielSmithCounselor.com is my website.
1: Okay, and we will talk to you again soon when your next book comes out.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
1: Okay, thanks a lot. You take care. Bye-bye. You bye. You've been Bye-bye. listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. Go to conflicthealing.com, see our upcoming guests, download podcasts, and write to us about what concerns you have about conflict in your own life. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's about trust.
0: expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.